from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Thinking sideways. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Well, hi there, and welcome once again to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I'm Joe, and I'm joined by Steve. And Devin. Okay. And Joe is doing his William Shatner voice. I know. I was ah, just thinking we planned this Shatner voice. awesome, like, My William chill. Shatner voice would be like, and this is Thinking Sideways, the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. So anyway, let's, let's get right down to it. Oh. Uh, and by the way, before we start in with today's Unsolved Mystery, uh, we got a little happy celebration, a little happy occasion, I guess, to celebrate. I guess that's what I meant to say. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, that's yeah. more better. This is our one-year anniversary. Woo-hoo! Yeah, I know. I maintain it was last year, last week. No, no, no. Yeah. This is our fifty-third episode. Therefore, this is one year. I this still don't get it. Yeah. Is there going to be cake? Uh, yeah, we already ate it. You were, we got here before you did. Oh, so it was a lie. Yeah. yeah we got one from you know the ice cream cakes from Baskin and Robbins because it's so hot out. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Are you lying? Yeah, totally. it, was, it was just the cake, the cake is a lie. Yeah. In the uh, in the commissary, we do have a little bit of sherbet in the freezer. If you want some of that, great. I'll <laughs> I will take it cool on yeah. a day like today. Yeah, I will take yeah. it. I, yeah, it's actually uh, we've got the AC turned off in the studio here because it's a little noisy, and so we're sweltering in 95 degree heat. We're not enjoying this. We're going to talk really fast to get this over with, so <laughs> we can turn the AC back that's on. That's true. Okay, so let's dive right into this and solve us a mystery. 
Uh, today we're going to talk about, it's a mystery that's kind of like a ghost ship. You remember the Mary Celeste? Mm -hmm. Kind of creepy thing. You know, you know Joe's wheelhouse. Uh-huh. Totally. Yeah. Well, this is like a ghost ship, except it's a ghost island. Very creepy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, people are showing up expecting other people to be there because they're supposed to be there and, and they've disappeared and the place is completely deserted. Da, da, da. Is that creepy or what? That would actually kind of creep me out. And I think and some of the people that actually were involved with this were just a little creeped out by it. So these people disappeared, and to this day, no one has a clue what happened to them. And I say to this day because, of course, this is the day we're going to solve the riddle. <sighs> yeah, I know. So the, the people who disappeared uh, were the lighthouse keepers at Elion Moor. I'm sure some of you maybe have heard of this, maybe. Elion Moor is a... It's an island, about 39 acres. It's the largest of the largest of the Flannan Islands, or Flannan Isles, I guess you would say. It's a Scottish island in the Isles. Outer, yeah, the, the Flannan Isles. Yeah. yeah. You, where's your accent? Come on. Yeah, the Flannan. I I don't know how to do. No. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. So the Flannan Isles uh, are in the Outer Hebrides, and which means that like they are are sort of northwest of northwest Scotland, and the Outer Hebrides are even more outer than that, even more northwest. So they're they're kind of isolated. And this little chunk of rock, 39 acres. Yeah, it's it's just out there in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but it was like kind of a kind of a rough neighborhood for ships and stuff like that. And there were shipwrecks out there, so they decided to build a lighthouse in 1895. And because uh, it was so rough building on this particular little rock, they didn't open up for business until 1899. So it took them four years. It took them four years mm -hmm. to build a simple little lighthouse. Well, it was it was a fairly. I mean, I think it was an interesting construction of the lighthouse. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not just the lighthouse, but they had to like get all this crap like out of the water in these heaving North Atlantic seas, mm -hmm. you know, and and drag it all up on shore. And they had to build stairways and a little railway to haul supplies with all the way up to the peak of the island to build the, the lighthouse on. And, and so, it was was it a, it was just a normal lighthouse. There wasn't anything. Nothing too special about it. It was just uh, just a stack stone lighthouse, about seven. Pretty standard feet tall. construction. Okay. Yeah, pretty standard. And then of course it had the attached lighthouse keepers' quarters, which is like in you know, a yep. small little building, like you'd expect. Yeah, typical yeah. little lighthouse. Uh, yeah, and so anyway. There were, it, was, it was manned by three people, or three guys, I should say. Mm. Uh, and the three guys in December of 1900, 114 years ago, the three guys disappeared without a trace. And nobody knows why. So what's the story here? Come on, yeah. come on. You're, 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 yeah. you're giving me a cliffhanger here, and I that's know, not okay. you gotta, you got to fill in the missing details. So for pictures, visit our website. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah, send us an email. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut to the chase. It was, a, it was an ocean-going Yeti. <laughs> no. Yeah. Come on, Joe. Cut it out. Cut it out. All right, so the first clue that something was wrong was on the night of December 15th, 1900, the steamship SS Arctor. Uh, and some versions of this story say the Archer, but I've heard it as the Arctor. Arctic yeah, I've seen, I've seen both ways. Yeah, yeah. so it passed near the island, and I was expecting to see the light, but the light was not on. Uh, when they actually, when they arrived in, their, in port, they reported it, but apparently whoever at, at the port they reported it to didn't pass it along to the, the Northern Lighthouse Board. Yeah, the, it was the, the shipping people. company is who they, that they, they, they worked for, is yeah, who they told, right? Yeah, and apparently they didn't report it. Somebody uh, was lazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. we've all been there. Yeah, I Let's know. Let's be honest. Yeah, if I, had, if I had a nickel for every time I slacked at work. Well, yeah. You know, I've got 1900-style yeah. Twitter to look at. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not filing this TPS report. Yeah, Steam, Steam <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, that'd be kind of Or, cool. you know, I forgot because I'm busy hauling boxes off of this ship, and somebody in passing was like, oh, it's kind of weird that this light was out. 
Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know. And well, you're no, like, okay, did... 50 pounds of manure on top of me. Yeah. But they had, correct me if I'm wrong, I swear I remember when I was reading about the ship that reported it, they said they did it via wireless. I've heard it both ways. And, and did they I've have heard... wireless communication? Did they, they had radio technology at the point, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like a telegram? Yeah, I've heard it both ways. One is, one, in most of the stories that I see, he, he waited till port that, to report this. Okay. And, then, but, and, I've seen, and, and I was, I was questioning... Others, I've seen others where he... I was he questioning the day and age how many ships would have a radio. Mm -hmm. so. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't... Not every ship had it, I'm sure. But, yeah. Uh, but I don't think he was that far up from port either maybe a day or something like that uh so also they also by the way i i didn't know this until i started researching this story but apparently the old days on the lighthouses they would hire somebody who was who lived on the coast to actually watch the lighthouse through a telescope i mean not 24 7 but he would his, his job was to basically check on it periodically and make sure the light was was burning yeah and they had actually hired a gamekeeper um on the on the the, the closest island to keep an eye on things, and he reported, he, he wrote in his log that he hadn't seen it on certain days, but again, the, but the weather was so heavy that there were, you know, he was like 20 miles away, hmm. so he well, was and, concerned, and, but... Well, and I think a thing to point out to everybody here is this is not a modern lighthouse. This is a wick uh -huh. with mirrors around yeah. it yeah. to shine light, and I think... I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but wasn't it, it shown about 20 miles? I don't remember the candle power, but Supposedly, it's yeah. shown out to see it about, you could see it about 20 miles away. On a it, clear night. On a clear night. Yeah. And, and it was really interesting is the, the lens system that they use. I want to say it was a French design. The Fresno lens. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, it was set up in a way that it had eight panels so that it would have a long arc and a short burst as mm -hmm. it went around in the course of a minute so in a minute you would get eight flashes so that you knew that that was a lighthouse and that was how you identified that particular lighthouse because yeah. each one was slightly different so that if i was a hundred miles farther down the coast and that lighthouse would have a yeah. different pattern so i knew where i was in the dark yeah it's a pretty ingenious little system yeah and the thing about those fresno lenses the lenses i don't know if you've ever, ever been to a real lighthouse and seen those things they're huge i mean they're huge lenses and very elaborate. Uh, if you go to the coast, the um, Oregon coast, the Oregon coast. I mean, we got some lighthouses down there. You mm -hmm. can see, see some of them down there, but we can't make those things today. We don't. I mean, we don't have the craftsmanship, I mean, the craftsmanship, and the tools to make those things anymore. Uh, I have but, seen the Bob the Builder where they have to replace the mirror and the lamp. The lamp. <laughs> <laughs> So that's yeah. kind of like that's seeing kind of a like lighthouse, that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, perfect allegory. Yeah, yeah. I think but so. No, yeah, go to uh, one that's really close by. It's the Cape Mears Lighthouse on the coast. Mm -hmm. I, and unfortunately, um, a couple of, what's the word I'm thinking of? I, you know, Jerks. Yeah. Jerks, I yeah. suppose. Jerks. Not nice people. Yeah, bozos. Yeah. Mm. Um, Bozo, perfect. Yeah, A couple of bozos. Yeah. Um, yeah, they shot it up. Uh, <sighs> but it's still mostly intact, but they still busted it up pretty good. And it's like, you know... Dudes, that really. was like a hundred-year-old piece of glass. Uh, more than that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those thong darks. Uh, yeah, those what? Thong darks. No. What? What? What, what is that? One? I'm just trying to make up a word that sounds appropriately offensive. Ne'er do wells. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Anyway, ne'er do wells. Anyway, you guys, go, yeah, go check that out. Those lenses are pretty interesting. They're pretty mm. cool. Well, anyway, uh, so back to our story. Uh, they had a guy on shore watching. He noted that he hadn't seen it, but again, it had heavy weather, so he wasn't sure. 
if he wasn't seeing it, because he'd, he'd actually not seen it on nights when it was still burning. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so wait, they had there was heavy weather? Yeah. I feel this is important to the continuation of the story, so there mm-hmm. had been heavy weather Yeah, but I mean, this is like the North Atlantic in December in the wintertime. It's sure. It's a lot. It's that this, the latitude of this is approximately 58 degrees north. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... I just wanted to be... clarify for where this story is going. Yeah. There was, in fact... Bad weather. Yeah, intermittent bad weather. Great. I mean, it wasn't constant bad weather the entire time. Just wanted to be sure. Making you wonder why people would want to like live up there. But, so uh, you said it was fifty-eight degrees. Fifty-eight degrees north. Yeah. I, I'm trying kind to. Of... I'm trying to think of like a, a a major city or landmark that we could equate that to for people to think about it on the globe. And well, like, the forty-eight. Would like Vancouver, BC, yeah. be? Nah, I think Vancouver is not that, not nearly that far north. Not far enough yeah, north. So it's, it's farther, far than, farther than than Vancouver, Vancouver British BC. Columbia. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. So, um, how can, many I, miles in a degree? Sixty. Well, the, the and we're 40 about forty. Eight, we're about we're, the forty. Yeah, the forty fifth, which is just 40, south of us. Yeah. Um, so what? Where are we at? Like forty. Forty eight or forty nine, maybe. Even that? Are we even that far? We maybe were forty seven, something maybe, like that. So yeah. we're fifty eight. So that. So maybe British that. Columbia is. Yeah. Vancouver is kind of. I'm right. just thinking about to equate it to the West Coast. Yeah. In the East Coast, I mean that's that's kind way of north of Massachusetts. Probably. You know, and then I don't even know where to equate it on mm-hmm. the the European it's, continent. Just, but just it's, it's, it's it's pretty far north. Just to give you an idea, I checked. I just happened to check today, and then. And I did a little Google on uh, sunset time, and I, I found a, I found a town on the on the globe in Scotland that's basically just due east of this island, mm. which is about fifty eight degrees. And what what? And I looked at the sunset time for today, ten thirty three in the evening. It's when the sun sets. So it may be kind of like Alaska ish. It's kind of like it's way so the hell it's up way there. up mm. there then. So this is almost subarctic. Yeah, and it's a, and, and and of course in the wintertime, and this this took place in December. Yeah. The sun's going to be setting it, about even what, on a three, calm day. It's still Something pretty like cruddy weather. I yeah, got yeah. Okay, well that, that's that's good context to know. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I was trying to try to get a handle on. Yeah. So oh, anyway, back to our story here. So the crew uh, working in the lighthouse again. I said there were three guys. They were named James Ducat. Who was and I'm sorry for his errors if I'm his errors if I'm mispronouncing. It's his probably name. Ducat. It could be Ducat. It's Let's go for Ducat. Probably something even more uh, Scottish. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not even gonna I, try it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, we'll go for <laughs> Ducat. Uh, Donald MacArthur and Thomas Marshall. So Ducat was the head lighthouse keeper, so he was the boss man. Marshall was the second lighthouse keeper, and then Donald MacArthur was referred to as a an occasional. Which meant that he didn't do it as full time as the other guys, I guess. The, the according to the story, the report got in to the to the authorities that the lighthouse was out, and but the weather was too bad to actually take a ship out to check on it. So it took eleven days before they could make the crossing to investigate. Uh, the official record says that no, they had no idea that the light had even been out. They just the Hesperus was going out on a regular mission to. Um, take a guy out for to relieve one of the members of the crew and take supplies out. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the official record, you know, because I, I read all the stories that were out there, and uh, there's a lot of kind of melodramatic stuff about, you know, oh my God, they were beside themselves with, with worry about. The yeah, because that's that's most yeah. of the stories that I see, yeah, and I yeah. and I have a feeling themselves. that yeah, the but... age of the story, there's a lot of embellishment. But... Oh yeah, yeah. So. Um, 
So actually, they were just on a regularly scheduled trip. They were supposed to go out and just and on a release. And you trip. you were able to find that official report report. Yeah, it's you? on the, the Northern Lighthouse Board's website. Right. Actually, they uh, they still exist. They're still here. They still they have a website and they published some documents related to this incident, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But. Sure. So anyway, so they showed up without a clue that the, that the lighthouse had even been out. But according to the story, they 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 were dreadfully worried. The crew of the lighthouse should have been expecting relief. And they should have had the relief, the relief flag flying, and they would have, it would be expected that it, they would have boxes down the landing to be refilled with supplies and trucked back up. Because, and I probably didn't mention this, um, or maybe I did. They had, besides stairways, they had a little railway line that was steam powered. They had a steam powered oh, yeah. engine up in the main ha- warehouse or the main lighthouse. So that basically, through a series of cables and pulleys, would would let these carts down and, and drag them back up full of supplies. Mm-hmm. And so they probably would have had that little steam car, the steam-powered car, waiting down there to be loaded up with supplies. They're kind of creepy beer. little rails now uh-huh. at this point. They're, you know, super abandoned railway mm-hmm. on this desolate island. Itsy-bitsy thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you notice, like, they, they built, uh, right next to it, they built a stairway. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the, there's pictures out there in the web uh, of some of these things as they exist today. And so you have this thing that's curving down steeply. And there's a stairway on the outside, on the cliff side of it. Mm-hmm. Which to me, I, I would have put the stairway on the inside. <laughs> yeah. you know, but the sure. supplies go overboard. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. yeah, but they put the this, this stairway, and, and you know, and in the photos, the stairway has no handrail. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty steep, and it's uh, like right next to a big old cliff. Yeah. So yeah, it's like I'd be very, very careful going up and down that thing. Uh, so anyway, so they're expecting they're expecting these guys, at least one of the members of the crew, to be down there on this landing. That there's a landing not too far above sea level where the boat ties up to, and uh, they, they would expect those guys because, I mean, it's a big event for them. I mean, you've been on this thing for like a month without any human contact, three guys. These guys are bringing you supplies, they're bringing you mail. Mm-hmm. Didn't, uh, didn't uh, I, I swear, and this might be the more fanciful tellings, but mm-hmm. I swore that there was ta- there was some thing in it about how they they had to grow some of their own food yeah on on the you know they had their own garden basically yeah they they had to have a supposedly i've heard accounts that say that they had to do that too they had to raise animals and yeah yeah they had sheep and whatnot yeah yeah so i have no idea if that was standard operating procedure for these guys or not it seems like i'll just throw this out there on a kind of small rock, right, essentially, uh-huh. off Scotland, where the weather is often awful. Yeah. You're not going to raise animals because they're going to blow away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or otherwise oh, There's a stiff injured. wind and we lost another sheep. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the sort of thing that's... you don't necessarily do, especially when the technology exists for, you know, salted and cured meat, yeah. which isn't as good. But, you know, if the, if the weather's nice, you can do fishing what? if you need mm. to. But gardening, certainly, I think... Gardening you can do, thing. except you're going to have a really short growing season. Yeah, it's going to stink, but you can do it. I, but I remember seeing, I mean, the name of this island, it was named after a saint who built a, a, a small church there in 600 AD. Yeah. That's who they named the island after. Well, they named it after, they named the whole, there's a, there's a chain of islands. Is it the seven, chain? The seven islands that, that are called the Flannan Isles. That's it, the Flannan. It was St. Flannan. Yeah, yeah. This was Elian, but, Elian Moore is, is called, which apparently is Gaelic for. Or the big island, mm-hmm. you know, and they—they so. they, it was guys used to, you know shepherds used to take their sheep 
and this seems really dumb because I can imagine what a task it must have been, but they would cart their sheep to these islands, Mm -hmm. kick them out on the island to feed on the grass. They wouldn't stay overnight because they were fearing the spirits or little people that lived there. So they'd leave and then come back Uh, a couple of days later and pick up their sheep. They do that in Ireland still, but they did do that in Ireland, and the cause or the reason for that is because there are no predators on those islands. True, but so it you just don't seems have to worry so about much work yeah, I mean, yeah, to, like, to cart. I mean, uh, have, have not, either of you dealt with sheep? Yeah. They're stupid. Right, but so mm. it's not like a daily thing, right? You like, it's like you, you probably put let cows them out to leave pasture out there for, a for weeks, weeks or a yeah. month. Yeah. But, but still, it's a giant pain in the butt to get a sheep to go into a gated area because yeah. they will, they'll run into the fence. They'll run the opposite direction. They'll go everywhere but where the obvious hole is at. I think that yeah. it's... And I can only imagine yeah. trying to put them onto a boat, which is, you know, an archaic boat. Yeah, yeah. again, it's going to suck, but it's probably worth it. How many do you lose it? overboard? Well, less yep, than you're going to lose to wolves. Salted mutton right there. <laughs> they put right into the ocean. See, you perfect. got salted mutton. It's pre-salted. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I... I, I it just seems to me like it'd be a hell of a lot of work because you'd have to haul. And that's like the, the nearest other island is a large island that's to the east, about 15, 20 miles. That's a long way to sail in very rough seas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you'd do it the summertime. Maybe, it, and yeah, maybe it's only done in the summertime, but it just probably yeah. it's a little it's a little weird to me. That's all I was saying. Ah, uh, you know, maybe they were just really hard up for good grass to, to, for their sheep to graze on. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, but enough of them sheep. Um, so <laughs> we're back. So the Hesperus shows up. Uh, and, oh, that's the name of the, the uh, relief yeah, ship. Yeah, did I say that? Yeah, nope, the relief ship, it. the Hesperus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it shows up, and they're a little mystified. There's nobody there to meet them at the landing, and no signs of life at all. And they, they shot off a rock, an alert rocket or something yeah, they like shot that? Off, basically they, a giant firework. Basically, they, they, they blasted the horn several times and got no response, and then shot off a flare mm-hmm. and, and got no response. And then they lowered a boat and sent a boat into the landing. And by the way, uh, side note, there are two landings for the for this thing there's one on the east and one on the west side mm. so and they were approaching from, on the east side landing was uh, that that was typical right yeah yeah for well, the they river. were they were they were actually they were actually sailing from the east of the island so that would be the closer one but sure, it, but it for... all depends on weather conditions you know so oh, okay. to which way the wind is blowing so if it's blowing from the west you use the east one mm. if it's blowing from the east you use the west one Got it. Okay. Know, be on the east side sure yeah uh so they they hit and that that that'll be somewhat more significant a little bit later on, uh, but so they they so they lower a boat and send a few sailors ashore along with this guy named Joseph Moore, and he was the relief guy. He was the guy that was supposed to be taking over, so one of the other guys in the lighthouse could go oh, back to shore for for okay, a while. Sure, yeah, give him so, leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what they call it, the relief boat. So uh, anyway, he goes ashore, and because there was nobody at the landing. He had a little bit of trouble getting out of the boat. I guess it's, it's, it, when you think about it, it'd be a lot easier to land your boat if there's somebody standing on the landing that you can toss your rope to and mm-hmm. to tie you off. Yeah, so it was a little bit a little bit tricky. But he got on shore and uh, climbed up all them steps to the lighthouse. And when he gets there, well, so there was a gate around the lighthouse and it was shut. The, the gate was shut, which mm-hmm. leads us to another mystery, which is why you need a fence on a deserted island. <laughs> but, uh, Just in case, the livestock. Yeah. The livestock, right oh. there. Maybe, Prime reason. Maybe that, maybe that was to keep the livestock out of their garden. So maybe they did have livestock and, and a garden. I don't know. I figured this kind of irrelevant. I mean, I heard that story too, but I just figured it was kind of irrelevant to the the overall mystery. Sheep but, eat everything. Uh, it could it could have been killer sheep? I <laughs> yeah. 
I can just see the movie now. It's like the sheep version of Night of the Lepus. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen that, that movie Black Sheep? No. Yeah. I believe it's called Black Sheep, where it is killer wear sheep. Uh-huh. It's Literally, they're wear sheep. It's awesome. a terrible B movie, but it's funny to watch. Again, I assert yeah. sheep version, Night of the Lepus. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. So back, back to the story. Sorry. I'm going to make we're, a We're going to get off track really it's fast. It's going to be called Sheep 2. I'm going to skip Sheep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go straight to Sheep 2. And then, and then I'm going to skip to Sheep 5. Yeah. yeah. As long as there's a weird makeout scene with popcorn, I think we're good. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. We're we'll getting diverted here anyway. So... Uh, so, as I said, so he finds the gates uh, to the fence shut and latched, uh, and then he goes from there to the outside door to the keeper's quarters, and that door is shut and latched. Okay, all is, all is you know, as could be expected. And, right. And he goes inside, and everything was all neat and tidy. Everything was in order, nothing out of the order, ordinary. There was a half-eaten meal of salted mutton and potatoes on the kitchen table. Sea salted. Salted uh, mutton, Yeah. Uh, all right, can, yeah. can can I call you out right now? The 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 whole food thing. Yeah, that's that's just like the Mary Celeste. Mm-hmm. No, that's, oh, that's you mean fanciful. Like... Oh yeah, no, that's, that's why. I, if you look at if you look at my... that's fanciful additions to the story. Well, I don't want people to to think if, that that's really the yeah, true version. Actually, right there. If, if you look at my write up, uh, I, oh, I, I never I bolded that. I bolded all the BS stuff that was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the stuff that I was supposed to be paying attention to. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the reason I bolted it. Oh. This, okay, this all right, I'm just making sure. Supported. Yeah, so and there was also an overturned chair on the floor indicating that somebody had left in a big hurry. Uh, the fire was out and apparently had been out for days. The clocks were stopped, indicating that nobody had been around to wind them. Uh, so more, Mr. Moore searched, searched the resident. There were you know, numerous rooms, like bedrooms, for the guys to sleep in and stuff, and found no one there. I, uh, and I, I just want to make a quick note that we'll be we'll be talking a little bit about because because he submitted a written version, written testimony about what happened on that day, mm-hmm. and uh, the half-eaten meal in the kitchen, the overturned chair, that was not in his his accounting of that. So that was definitely tacked on. Okay, later on. I was going to say the problem with salted mutton and potatoes is that it's a cold meal already, so mm-hmm. you can't say oh, and it was cold or oh. it was still steaming. Mm. Right? Yeah. Ah, man. Uh, maybe before the aliens abducted them, they made them lay some of that stuff out. <laughs> spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, forget you heard that. <laughs> you never heard that. You never heard that. You never heard that. <laughs> okay, now back to the story. Uh, and you're awake. Yeah. So, so anyway, so Mr. Moore goes back to the Hesperus and reported what he'd seen to the, to the captain. The captain told him to get his, get his butt back there. And sent three volunteers to go back with him because obviously, I mean, it was a big mystery and they were all uh, a little scared about the whole thing. But at the same time, they needed to get the lighthouse working. So, right. and, and so Mr. Moore had to like, he took a few assistants with him because obviously can't leave him there by himself because he'd be all creeped out. Can you imagine how creepy it would be to be all by yourself in that lighthouse when three people have just disappeared? No, uh, so totally. They, but so, Yeah, so they sent some people along with him. But, uh, but, but from a logistical standpoint, I mean, it's something we should probably explain is that it took three people to run the lighthouse because at night, you've got to make sure the, it's still burning and maintain that flame. Yeah. And one person cannot stay up all night long. And so uh-huh. it was in shifts, you know. I'm sorry. Was this before the invention of coffee? 
Yeah. <laughs> Coffee no, does not keep you up all night, as I learned in college. Oh. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's you know, it, it's a shift from let's say eight o'clock to midnight, and then the next guy mm. is midnight to four, and then the next guy is four o'clock to dawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it's this it's this weird rotation and they all rotated through. So you, one guy would eventually at least one night get almost a full night's sleep, but sure. it yeah. takes multiple people to run this. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so he comes back with his, with the other guys and they, they look around a little bit and they notice that uh, two of the oil skins and boots were missing. So essentially there were three sets of oil skins there, one for each guy. Oil skins are like, Rain jackets. Yeah, I like rain oh, jackets. Okay. That was back in the day before they invented Gore-Tex. So right. I think they call them oil skins because were they was were oil skins like cloth that was like leather. Yeah, you know, typically leather. they're leather, leather jackets very, that very are heavily oiled. literally yeah. oiled up in you know, seal oil yeah. or whale oil. Yeah, it you know so it repels the water. It is the old school equivalent of a plastic rain jacket. Okay, mm. I just wasn't sure oil skins are. Whatever they call you, put water in. Well, it's it's like you know we we have uh, not Gore-Tex, but you have waterproof jackets, and once a year you got to spray the waterproof right, stuff right, on. Right, right, right. No, I it's just... the same thing. It's just that you would literally rub this oil all over it. Sure, I was just I I couldn't remember if oil skins were jackets or if they were like the things you put water in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, not a. Well, what, uh, what do you put? Water in? bag. No, Boda bag is the only thing I can think skin. of. Something skin, maybe uh, a wine skin. Ha! Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. That's like Sorry, a bag. everyone. And that's, yeah, they didn't you know, have a whole yeah. lot of wine skins on the island. It's from the Middle Ages, anyways. Yes. So. Yeah. Apologies all yeah. around. Okay. Anyway, back to our mystery. So, besides the oil skins and boots that were missing, uh, and all, and all three guys were gone, which mm-hmm. means that one of those guys left without his without his oil skin on. Which is weird, because by the way, December this th- is, December fifteenth. This 15th. is the middle of, or end of December. Yeah, at the fifty eighth parallel. Freezing cold outside. It's going to be cold, rainy, nasty. Yeah, I know. So that's a mystery. That's an honest to god mystery. Uh, some tellings say that a toolbox was also missing, but there's there's no. But it's bolted, so obviously it's bolted, yes. so obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they uh, they came back and they they kept the light going for that night, which was December twenty sixth. They did I mention that they got out there on December twenty sixth? Yeah, I did. I think so. Unless it I took them eleven. If days, not, yeah, you've covered it. Yeah, I covered it. So that night they kept the light going. Then then the next day they spent the day scouring the island for any sign of the missing men. Found nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had already obviously seen the eastern landing, so they went down and checked out the western landing, and they found some anomalous things there. Uh, it was glowing green as if a UFO. <laughs> no, I mean, okay. Soylent green, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, apparently it, it had sustained some damage. Uh, there was a rock that had been dislodged from the cliff above and it had come down and bashed Wait, And it, it was a huge rock, yeah, A big right? rock, yeah, yeah. And it bashed up, you know. Like bent. a ton. Yeah. At least. Yeah, and it, it fell down on the, the the platform where the crane was mm-hmm. and, and bent up all these cast iron rails. And, and, and there and, and that's something to, to point out. There was a crane on that side. So you, I know the, the other side, you said there was the rail line. Uh-huh. So was there only a rail line on one side and no. it was just a, a physical crane on the other? Or no, there was the, the, rail, the rail line split off and went to both landings and there was a crane at each landing. And the crane was to basically hoist supplies out of the supply boat. So the supply boat could come and get underneath where the crane was, and then they could just lift supplies directly off instead of going through the whole arduous process of trying to lift them out of a boat 
alongside the dock and heaving North Atlantic seas. Instead, they can just like grab them straight off the boat and lift them yeah. straight up. Got and it. a lot that for was... bigger shipments too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they had. So anyway, the rail line went. To, so that, they had quite the infrastructure in this little island. You know, Ooh. two rail lines. I mean, basically, yeah. two rail lines, two cranes. As you would, cool. I think, as you would hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be, yeah. A, be uh, what's the word? I, I want to say a. You know what? But I'd, I'd say it would be an arduous process. I'll just say that. <laughs> Giant pain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, so uh, in addition to that, the other thing that was that was wrong was that they they kept a large wooden box that had was full of ropes and stuff like that, lodged in the rocks about forty feet above the crane, which would put it about seventy or no, about one hundred and ten feet above sea level, and that had been knocked out of its place, and the, ro- the ropes were strewn around the crane and the rocks around the crane. Wasn't there a buoy that had also been? Yeah, there was a life buoy, and I'm not yeah. sure what they mean if that's like, if that's like one of those rings you know you see on ships. No, I think buoy usually refers to either the like thing that floats in the water, mm-hmm. right? That are like pretty heavy. Yeah. Or I guess I've every once in a while I've heard like a lifeboat referred mm-hmm. to as a buoy, but I think probably yeah. they mean like the big heavy thing that floats in the water yeah. right offshore. I, I'm not sure. They, they they only refer to it as a life buoy, and I had always just assumed it was some sort of a throwing ring that you could like mm. that was attached to a rope that they you could usually fling call to somebody those in. life preservers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Exactly. But who but knows? Could, maybe back. I mean, this is Scotland. I mean, in, you know, they all, and they they're have, all messed up. They have a different word for everything. <laughs> That's you know? true. Like, I mean, yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, a trunk is boot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and chips are fries, and fries are chips. No, I know, wait, I know, I know. just fries they're are just, chips. They're just all screwed up over there. But, <sighs> Man. Yeah. Way uh, to, to ostracize our friends on the other side of the I'm pond. I'm sorry, everybody on the other side of the pond. Actually, I love you guys. Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> Your blood pudding is my favorite thing in this entire world. Okay, so next up in their investigation, they look at the logbook. I so I did keep a log. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just think that would be the first thing I would do. What's that? Yeah. I wouldn't log? I wouldn't be like, "Oh, weird. This this island is kind of torn apart or whatever." I would just be like, "Oh, I wonder what they had to say." No, actually, I'm When's pretty... the last time they wrote in this thing? Yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is next up in my little speech. Oh. Here, but they probably I probably read the log earlier than okay. that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. So, the log mainly had stuff like just anything that happened that was worth worthy of note and things like stuff about the weather, the wind, mm-hmm. barometer readings, temperature readings, stuff like that. Sure. The final entries in the log were a little mysterious. So December 12th, here's a quote. Gale north by northwest, sea lashed to fury. Never seen such a storm. Waves very high, tearing at lighthouse. Everything shipshape. James Ducat, irritable. Later, storm still raging. Wind steady. Stormbound. Cannot go out. Ship passing sounding foghorn. Could see lights of cabin. Ducat quiet. MacArthur crying. Sissy. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, the thing about it is, uh... is you know, the thing about it is, is I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what kind of a storm this was, but I mean, these guys were seasoned veterans. Like, well, you know, yeah, I think that's and... a good point to bring up. Is yeah. None of them were fresh uh, on this kind of work, uh, yeah. who was who was the one that was the, in charge? It's uh, Ducat. Ducat. He was he'd been doing this work kind of work for twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah, twenty so years. So he he's obviously got a really good idea. So I can see Ducat quiet. Okay, yeah. well that makes sense. He's like another storm. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it could have been. But yeah, just... but James Ducat irritable before that. Right? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like yeah. storm. And so clearly, Marshall is the one keeping these. He's the lowest. This, this was on the uh, wrong. yeah. He's the middle guy. Yeah, Marshall is the middle guy. So. And Marshall's the one who's writing in the log, though. Yeah, he he's, must and be. He's, he's writing this in the right. log. Okay. 
Which is a little strange in and of itself, because I mean, the log is something that any of these guys could read. And, and that's that's yeah. my problem is that the log is for official recording, not my personal diary. Yeah. And this seems like something you know the eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my observations and I'm going to write them down. Like uh-huh. that's what this sort of seems like. Like if you would expect a young man, let's yeah, say yeah. an eighteen year old man of the times, he would make these kind of observations in his writing, mm-hmm. but that's no. not what this is for. Well, you're, you're kind of like spoiling my whole thing. Okay, okay, gonna, go, no, continue no, no, on. It doesn't really matter. I was, I was going to read all these and then point, well, out keep going, and then point out that they're all fake. No, no, well, I'm not saying they're, they're fake. fake. I'm just oh, saying it's fake. weird. They are fake. Let's, okay, anyway. well, we'll continue well, let's on. read them and then we'll talk about, talk about why oh, they're okay. fake. Okay, so December 13th, storm continued through night, winds shifted west by north, Ducat quiet, MacArthur praying. Later, noon, gray daylight. Me, Ducat, and MacArthur prayed. And so no entry on December 14th. Um, December 15th, there was a single last line. Storm ended, sea calm, God is over all. Now, I noticed that was in bold. Yeah, yeah, it's in bold. Yeah, that was that all, one the whole thing should have been in bold. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, according to a guy whose name I can't recall right now, this was actually inserted into the story by a Pulp Fiction magazine somewhat later after the fact. So this is all made up. And if you look at if you look at the the testimony of Joseph Moore, he says nothing whatsoever about any log, any mysterious log entries. Uh, there's also a report submitted by Robert Muirhead, who was a superintendent and the boss of all three of those guys. He investigated, he went out to the island and looked around and 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 saw firsthand everything there that everybody else saw. He makes no mention whatsoever of any mysterious log entries. Yeah, it says testimony. here Last written entries in the log were for 13 December, but particulars for 14 December mm-hmm. and of the time of extinguishing the light on 15 December, along with barometer and thermometer readings and state of wind taken at 9 a.m. on 15th December were noted on the slate for transference later to the log. Exactly. They had a, they had a, so they had a slate board, like a blackboard, mm-hmm. and they would make notes on that, and then eventually you know, they'd, somebody would put it in the log. Okay. So, so the last That makes actual, a lot more sense. The last actual entry was on the 13th, not the 15th. And he says there was nothing unusual. I mean, well, he, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't explicitly say that, but clearly if there was something unusual, he would have written it in yeah. that little... And, and I've got to admit, that's why every time that I was doing the reading on this and I would see the log entry section, I ignored it. Because I knew that that kind of writing just didn't make sense to be in the log. So I'm glad no. you tracked this down, Joe, because yeah. that that yeah, clears like, up a lot of garbly good. Oh yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's, and it's stuff like it's, like you say is not credible because again, it's like uh, you're writing stuff in about your coworkers mm-hmm. that some of them might find offensive. MacArthur, I understand, was like a, a tough guy, uh, you know, like a seasoned mariner and kind of a big tough brawler yeah. kind of guy. And if he if he reads that in the log, he might be a little angry with you. Well, yeah, I mean, it would be the equivalent. In fact, maybe that's what happened. Maybe he saw that. <laughs> And he murdered, <laughs> m- murdered Marshall. I was just gonna say. Yeah, that th- that's the equivalent of today writing an email to your boss and copying the person that you're bad mouthing. I know, I know. Joe is such a jerk. I know. He just makes stuff up and talks smack about everybody in the break room. Yeah. And you know, Joe's co- carbon copied on it. Oh I mean, no, that, that would be the equivalent of. I it was today. gonna yeah. say it's the reply all. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the accidental reply all of like. Uh, 
oh, this is bunk. <laughs> Why did this idiot write oh, this, this stuff? We know uh-huh. this is right. He didn't do his job. He was taking a bunch of smoke breaks, and he didn't have time to write the report. Oh, speaking of smoke breaks, we got to hurry up and finish this so I can have a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> ah. yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. So uh, where, anyway, where are we at here? So yeah, where are we at here? So uh, when they when they when they arrived there, they have a, and like I said, they had to look around, and they noted that the morning routine had been finished. Whenever you finish up the night, you have to do stuff like you've got to uh, refill the fuel, the fuel, you know, extinguish the light, refuel it. Uh, you've got to clean the glass and all that because mm-hmm. this is an acetylene light. It's going to be a little bit smoky, so you've got to clean stuff up. So all that stuff had been done. Mm-hmm. It's all been taken care of. The kitchen had been cleaned, so obviously they cleaned up after themselves for, for breakfast or whatever. And the days, of course, there were very short. So they, they must have left somewhere between maybe around noontime, late morning, and sunset basically on the 15th right on the 15th yeah so it was 11 days of 11 days knows? of no light and ships crashing left time. and right yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so, nope that didn't happen at yeah. all yeah yeah so it had, and, and the light was out on the 15th so they must have uh, they must have disappeared on the 15th well that makes so. i mean you know the, the clues point directly to that time frame so that makes a lot yeah. of sense yeah uh indications are that they might have left in a hurry i mean it's definitely if 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 macarthur left his behind left his oil skin behind, that would indicate that he left in a hurry. But at the same time, he, he carefully closed the door to the residence and also closed the gate outside, which if he left in a hurry doesn't really make a lot of sense. Actually, can I, can I answer that? Because I, I, I read that, and it seems like a very obvious answer to me. What's mm-hmm. that? It, there was some high winds at the time. Mm-hmm. And have you ever been in a structure or uh, around true. a fence where the the gate or the door is unlatched and the wind is it slams it shut, slamming it back yeah. and forth, and eventually it will slam it shut. Mm-hmm. And if it's got some kind of simple latch on it, it'll latch itself. Yeah, shut. I well, guess that's the that's only possible. thing. Yeah. Right, is that it depends on what kind of latch it is. And that's that's ex- that's why I'm saying if it's if it's a simple latch, you know, it's a a, a lever latch that's got some kind of camphor on the backside so it rides up and falls into its groove, mm-hmm. it's going to pop up and fall in and suddenly the wind has just shut the door for you. I mean, this yeah. is this is things that you mm-hmm. you see in uh in the tornado stories from the middle of this country back in the 30s as they talk about the barn doors were flailing back and forth and all of a sudden they just slammed shut and it was so strange. Well, it wasn't that strange. It was just happened to be that the wind blew in a bloom apart and then pulled them back together at just the right time and everything mates up. I guess mm. my counter to that would would, would be that these guys were seasoned. I mean, you know, I know, I know we're about to get into theories here, uh-huh. but that these guys were seasoned lighthouse manners. Mm-hmm. That's, I, that's the best way I can right say. It. Right, technicians, technicians, if you will. Yeah, you know, in a, in a storm like whatever ostensibly may have happened mm-hmm. or may not have happened, you wouldn't like there would be no reason to go out. Yeah, into that particularly past whatever kind of fences onto a docking area. So sure. Maybe the fence closed itself behind them, but like the bigger mystery here is what the heck could have made them leave their totally structurally sound stone lighthouse Uh as like, frail human beings in these gale wind forces and go out to the most dangerous place on the Island 
Yeah, it's well, it's not it's not clear that they actually left and went out and went out to the landing because it, it does appear that they may have gone to the landing. Right. And uh, but uh, it's not. I'm not so sure that they left in the middle of storm conditions. I think they left under calm conditions. Sure, but because obviously nobody in his right mind would try to go down those steep stairs. Oh, I guess that's fair and, that they could have know, left before and then the gale would have closed it after. Yeah. That, okay. and that's exactly where I'm. I, that's what I was saying is that yes, they. Okay. Okay, we have a, a eleven days. Between when they seem to have disappeared and somebody else showed up, actually, and yeah. and let's point out eleven days that were bad enough that the relief could not go in those eleven days. Well, no, no, not necessarily. Maybe. Well, see, and, and okay, let's and let's another... let's go back to that because there are multiple versions of the story that uh-huh. say, and I, you alluded to this a little bit, yeah. is that they knew something was wrong, but, but they, they couldn't, couldn't go, go out because the sea was so bad. Was so bad. Mm-hmm. But regardless, there were bad seas between the 15th and the 26th when they yeah, it, was, it wasn't all sunny, sunny nice weather. Right. Yes, yeah, there yeah. were storms. So we're, we're going to yeah. ignore the whole hyperbole of they couldn't get out there and knew something was wrong. Fair. But we're just going to hone in on the fact that there was bad weather. So if somebody did leave in a hurry, mm-hmm. that would explain why the gate and the door were closed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Willing to go there. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, and as, as most tellings of this big mystery uh, conclude, why were they so, what caused them so much terror that they fled and, you know, one of them missing, you know, not taking his oil skin and yada, yada, yada. So there the mystery leaves off. Well, you know, we don't know, but it's time to work and get ourselves into the theories. Sweet. Okay. It's about Th- time. Theory number one. How did this go so long? Yeah, I know. I know. It's a Joe so, episode. Theory number one. Actually, because uh, the rest of our shows aren't long. Either. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think most of the major asides were you guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay, some of the theories that are out there. I like that. Some of the really silly theories, like giant bird, gigantic birds snatching them off the off the rock. What yeah. about You're giant serious? moths? Giant what? Moths. Giant moths. Well, that's yeah. I'm not, I, well, from I Lord I of the Rings. That. Yeah. That's what says Gandalf. Calm down. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Yeah, giant. So, I am giving our fans what they Ducat want. Are you saying Ducat had the giant gray beard? Is that how how you're he getting the Gandalf have. reference? Uh, reference? Reference? Nope, I like reference. What one? Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Please oh. continue before oh, yeah, let's this talk, goes let's out Let's talk about control. this uh, UFO abduction. <laughs> so, you're uh, laughing, but I kind of like it. Yeah. You always like the UFO, no matter what the it's, instance is. It's because I'm an ufologist. Yeah. Apologist, but you know, they're, somebody, they're somebody says on Facebook that that's a real word, and now you're throwing it at me constantly, Con- just constantly, constantly. She has in like all of our everything correspondence, everything. Yes, yeah. Every email I get from Devin, ufologist. Yeah. From the from the desk of the ufologist. Yes. Uh, I noticed you changed that to the tag mm-hmm. on your emails. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna put that in mind. It's gonna be like you know, ufologist, futurologist. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Entomologist. Zoologist. Cryptozoologist. Yeah. 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 All right. Sorry, uh, anyway, Keep I'm going. not. Sorry. The UFO abduction I would buy, but there's like no little scorch marks from their, from their rocket exhaust. How do you anyway. know? The rain washed it away. Well, no, that's going to actually kill the plants. They would have known. They would have noticed something when they searched the you're island. Right, you're right. Yeah. There's no crop rings. Yeah. No crop rings. Yeah. Of course, okay. there's no crops. So Can we move yeah. on? Yeah. Okay. Another theory. Uh, one of the men maybe went a little crazy, which is it, you know, actually possible in, in, in a circumstances like that when you're cooped up for a month or two with a couple of other but guys. they hadn't been there that long. Yeah, they'd only been there like a month. And Not, how long had they worked? even that. How long had they worked together? 
Uh, I'm not sure if these guys had spent a lot of time together or not. I, I don't know, really know how they cycled and rotated people. I don't in, think they spent time together, but they had all done this kind of work. Exactly. They so knew, wasn't they their, knew how to deal with not, it. None yeah. of them were greenhorns. Sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they knew how to deal with it. And they knew how to not take stuff personally and not go, you know, and how to be cooped up for mm-hmm. weeks on end with a couple of other guys. Crying in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, but that is a theory that perhaps one of them went crazy and killed the others and then threw himself off the cliff into the sea. Mm. That's, okay. you know, and, and you got to admit, I mean, that's possible. It's, it's not likely. Possible, but it's possible, but that's a real stretch. Yeah. Uh, another possibility, and this, this relates to the Mary Celeste also. And the also Warriors. the dancing plague. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that is that rye, that rye mold, that we, and I, which I forgot mm-hmm. the name of. I was too lazy to actually go out and look up. But that rye mold. <laughs> that, that crazy rye you, mold. Yeah, that causes you, to have, causes you to have hallucinations and all kinds of weird stuff. So That would explain a lot, actually. It, it's possible yeah. that they ate something that drove them, drove them a, little, a little nuts to the point where they were like, you know, just off having a little fun, dancing on the edge of the cliff, and then whoops, Oopsies. off they go. Yeah. Oopsie. Dance party at an end. Yeah, yeah. actually, and, you know, actually another theory that I thought of, but I forgot to write down was, um, well, let's, again, let's get back to that picture of those steep stairs with no handrail or anything like that. And they're all just sort of heading down to the landing to do some maintenance or do something, maybe mm-hmm. go fishing or whatever. And suddenly the guy in the back of the line just trips over his shoelace. <laughs> you know, he t- does a header and takes the other two with him, and they go off the cliff. Actually, and I, 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 there's two things that I'm going to say here. One, I could see in a situation like that at that time where for safety you would tie each other together. Mm-hmm. So I tie myself to Joe, and Joe ties himself to Devin, so that if one of us slips, the other can anchor. Mm-hmm. So I could see the first guy slipping, Dragging the next guy over who drags the third guy over, except I, and correct me if this is not right, Joe, everything that I saw was saying that the standard protocol was one man was always in the lighthouse and the Mm. other two could go where they wanted. Is that correct as as far as you could find in your, from the, 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 the board that you were looking at? Yeah. 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 My understanding is, yeah, that was standard operating procedure, but I'm not, I was, I never got total clarity on whether that was 24 seven or if that was only during lighthouse operation hours. Oh, that's that's, that's a good point to make. I I have two points to that. that. One is that only two of the oil skins were missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So two guys could have been down there, right? Something could have gone wrong, and the other dude like ran out to try and help them and yeah. was unsuccessful, right? Yeah. The other point that I would make is that I feel that it would be counterintuitive on steps like that to anchor each like each other. Oh no, it's a dumb other, idea. Right? No, yeah. That like actually the right way to do that would be one person goes all the way down, and once they're off the stairs completely, the next person comes down. Yeah. You do that with ladders in like in theater tech stuff, yeah. for instance. Yeah. You don't. Uh, you know, don't know if there's I'd... a fall hazard, you don't rope yourself together. You do it. Completely separately. Yeah, I yeah, I, I would think that'd make a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. If I was walking down that stairway, and there was some guy right behind me, I'd be going, uh, "Dude, dude, let, back let, off." Let me get a little head yeah. start. Yeah, this is dude. this is the <laughs> wrong yeah. time to pull the gotcha yeah. joke oh, yeah. and startle somebody. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, a yeah. gotcha joke gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Splash. Yeah. Uh, so okay. Oh, and, and also, it could have been a banana peel on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> This Mario is a Mario Kart. Kart. Yeah. 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 
Okay, so next theory, ghosts. And apparently there were, there were I mean, this is 1900, so there are still people who believed in ghosts. And frankly, there's still people who believe in that stuff these days. Please explain this to me, Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, but uh, uh, some, people have, some people apparently believe that the islands were haunted. And you, you recall that you, you said that, you told that story about the shepherds yeah. bringing their sheep over, but they wouldn't spend the night. Mm-hmm. So there was, there was, there was some, some who said that the, the, quote, phantoms of the seven hunters... And that, and the Phantoms of the Seven Hunters. Mean the Seven Hunters were the other name for those seven islands, the mm-hmm. Islands. They were called the Seven Hunters. I personally yeah. believe that people didn't stay there overnight because it sucked. Yeah, probably that too. There was no rest. Worst vacation ever. Yeah, no bathrooms. Camping in the rain. Yeah, I know. For real. But yes, but there were some that claimed that the the Phantoms of the Seven Hunters somehow lured or frightened the men into going over the cliffs. Uh, another one was that they rode away, and why they would do that, I don't know. It seems kind of insane to me. But supposedly, and again, I'm about 100% sure that this is more made-up stuff. Uh, ship named the Fairwind was passing the area the night of the 15th, and the crew of the Fairwind claimed to have seen a, quote, ghostly longboat, unquote. Bunk. And, yeah, I know, bunk. There were three men rowing the boat who were dressed in heavy rain gear and who reportedly had faces with, quote, the color of bone, unquote. So the crew of the Fairwind called out to the men in the boat and blasted the horn, but the men in the longboat ignored them. Obviously, we can disprove this immediately because only two of them had their heavy grain gear on. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, bunk. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. Boo. Yeah. Well, it could have been It could have been some other lighthouse keepers from the next island down, I yeah. guess. But, yeah. Because there so, were so many lighthouses on those islands. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're not going to necessarily... We're, we're, we're going to kind of discount that. In fact, I'm almost 100% certain that... Either some news, some enterprising newsman made this up, or novelist made this up, or the crew of the fair one made it up. I really mm. wish that newsmen in the 1900s could realize how their sensational headlines would just screw everything up for everybody later on uh, to try to find no, out the sh- real story. See, no, because we wouldn't have a show. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we, our show would show. be much easier. No. We wouldn't have to wade through so much garbage. Yeah. No. Well, you know, newsmen of, newsmen of the 21st century are pretty much doing the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crap. Yeah. So people, yeah, people in the 22nd century are going to be saying the same thing. They're going to be having their little podcast. They said, God knows what it'll be called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be called a... Uh, it'll nah. be something from in the New Order world, the New, the New world, world Order language. Yeah. Mm. And I, yeah. Uh, hello, this is Thinking Sideways, your government-sponsored podcast. <laughs> That's right. the goal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Pretty much. No. Yeah. All right, next theory. Reefer Madness. No. <laughs> I thought that was the bread mold. No. no reefer madness. madness is different. Yeah, yeah. Reefer Madness, Reefer so Madness. So discovered among the men's effects were no. two, two bombs, four hash pies. No. <laughs> no. I'm putting the kibosh on that. No. Joe, you're totally making this up as I'm actually reading your text. Uh-huh. This is so... You this making this up. This is why we up. should be pre-approving the shows. Yeah. At least Joe's. We would redline a lot of this text. Truth. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, okay. Uh, you guys saying you think we can rule out Reefer Madness? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. What's your last one here? Last one is uh, that they went down to one of the landings for one reason or another, um, and uh, a big rogue sneaker wave came in and nabbed them all and drug them out to sea. That's crazy talk. It, yeah, it is crazy talk. Uh, I have a theory. You have a theory? Yeah, it was the doctor. Could have been. I think it was the colonel. It was the colonel. 
No, it was the doctor. In the study with the candlestick. No, obviously the doctor came with the TARDIS. I knew just you were landed. going to... Oh, that doctor. Oh, okay. Obviously. I mean, they disappeared without a trace. He would have come to save them. He destroyed the Cybermen that were on the island underneath it Daleks, that nobody knew please. about. It would be Cybermen. Because the Daleks are just too easy. So it's got to be Cybermen this time. Maybe it was the lizard people again. <gasps> lizard people. Freaking hate the lizard people. It's always the lizard people. Uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. what, what, what are you, you you're you're furiously going through notes, John? I'm looking at well, I'm looking through through uh, Mr. Muirhead's uh, report here. Uh huh. And obviously, oh, metal I, men were not on it. Yeah, no, no ah. metal men. No, he uh, and because the doctor took care of it. Well, he did say he did say in his report that uh, Joseph Moore told him that the only time he was familiar with these guys and the only time they put on their oil skins was when they went down to one of the landings. Uh huh. Which would indicate to me that a couple of them went down to one of the landings. Uh-huh. Yeah. Most likely the western landing, which is apparently a lot of brouhaha happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so so that would tend to support the, the whole idea that they went down there to do a little maintenance or inspect the damage that had occurred. Although, you know, again, there's no mention of any entry in the log about the damage that occurred. So mm-hmm. maybe it occurred even afterwards. Who knows? Maybe they went down there for some other reason. Mm-hmm. But that would lend me to believe that a couple of them went down there to the landing to do something. And then the other guy left for some reason to chase him down there, leaving his oil skins behind. And it might have been. It might have been that the weather was actually halfway decent on that day. He didn't feel the need for it. He just left without his oil skins. Who knows? But then Mr. Big Sneaker Wave comes in, mm. you know. And there on the front of that wave is a Yeti on a surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. The Stay Puff Marshmallow yeah. <laughs> So I, I think that's the only... Uh, the, uh, the other thing that, was, that was, I thought was a possibility is that perhaps there was an earthquake. Because remember, there was a big one-ton stone that was dislodged. So mm-hmm. you know, imagine, if, imagine if you're down there on this landing and a, a big earthquake happens along. Or maybe you're actually walking down the steep precarious stairs down there the earthquake comes along boom 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 you all get knocked off into the sea so i I was thinking that it's possible they had an earthquake i guess i suspect that um you know 20 miles is a long way for light to travel in those days Mm -hmm. not so far away for a earthquake yeah that's that's the problem so that the you know people who are keeping more meticulous logs would have said oh there was an earthquake, particularly if they were a coastal town mm-hmm. or a shipping docks because the because of tsunami mm-hmm. yeah. problems. And they knew about tsunamis back then, so yeah. it wasn't, you know, yeah. they would that would have been something that they would have said, oh, and also there was this weird earthquake that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I know that's, that's that kind of like makes that theory a little tendentious, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, so, but, you know. I guess it's total, It's possible that that rock just gave way. I mean, it's possible that the rock happens just, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it could have been, I mean, wave action. I mean, it, it does appear, I mean, for example, that box, which was stored 110 feet above sea level, was mm-hmm. washed out by a wave. So it sounds like occasionally waves came in, uh, came in, and some mm-hmm. wave, some big sneaker uh, anomalous wave came in and, and, and nabbed that box yeah. and knocked it out. Didn't, even if it didn't necessarily get the guy, but if that's happening occasionally, that rock is going to be getting pounded on. It's going to get loosened. And super, mm-hmm. Sooner or later over time, it's just going to just go. Yeah. And if they had the bad luck to be down there underneath it on the landing or by the crane or whatever, then you know they could have been knocked off by it. They could have been killed by it and knocked off. So... And then, yeah. of course, days went by. It rained a lot in the meantime, so all the blood got... All the blood and everything got washed <laughs> off. 
Okay, so do you guys want to uh, expound on that last theory anymore? Well, I mean, are no. you two, is that kind of where you two are uh, no, falling? I, or? I'm sticking with Reefer Madness. Okay. I, and I'm sticking with the doctor. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. I, I, I actually have got to say that when I was doing the reading, I think that, as Joe put it, the sneaker wave is the most likely theory. And yes. I, and I have, yeah. I have some pretty good reasoning behind it because... I was reading accounts of people who had gone to that island, and anybody who hasn't yet, take the time, look at the pictures. As Joe said, it's an itsy-bitsy landing with a sharp staircase. Oh, yeah. And there were people who were visiting that, and it's calm seas, and all of a sudden they look out and they see a big wave rolling in and crashing against the side of the island, for no reason, just well, out of nowhere, giant wave. Let's be fair, for a reason, but not for a discernible from human. Right, you know. it's a it's a rogue wave, right? And yeah. it is a huge sixty foot crest that it causes. Mm-hmm. And this guy watched it, and he said something to the person that was working. They're like, "Oh yeah, that happens from time to time, and we've almost lost some guys. You just got to be watch out for those and and hang on." Which makes me think, if they don't know that's coming. Mm. And they're down on that landing where the crane is and they're getting ready for the relief ship. And then the last guy who's up top all of a sudden looks out and sees that wave and goes booking outside to say, hey, you guys get out of there. Hang on. This wave, these waves, the one that they talked about, it crashed. The sea level is just below the landing. And they said that it, when it hit, the water was 70 feet above sea level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's a huge amount of water yeah. to yeah. be coming across a 10-foot landing. You can't mm-hmm. hold on to anything. Oh, no. You're going to get sucked out. Well, and the poor soul, who is, who, whichever one it is, that's running to tell his friends probably can't yell from the top. He's got a hoof down the stairs part way to yell at him. Mm-hmm. So now he's gets sucked up into yeah. it. Yeah, I, possible. That's what makes me think that it's the rogue wave is yeah. just because there's reports of these crazy calm seas all of a sudden rogue wave out of nowhere just you know, 50, 40, 30, 70 feet high just washes everything out. Yeah. Although, that's what that's what makes me inclined to believe it's that. Yeah, it probably is, although it's, it's still a little bit of a head-scratcher because these guys were very experienced and they knew that the sea could do stuff like this. But so, they're not used to that particular area to know what to look out for. The sea is different that's everywhere true. They you're were, at. That's true. They were new to that particular spot. Maybe they just weren't expecting it. But. Yeah. I mean, or they weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God, the release ship's going to be here. I can see my wife. I can get off this bloody island, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so, a, whole, yeah. a whole host of reasons why they may not have seen it. No, it's like, it's it's not surprising at all. What's, what is a little surprising is that all three of them were lost. It's mm-hmm. not surprising that one of them got swept away. But all three at the same time, it's like, wow. Very <laughs> unusual. Like, you know, that is a little shocking. But, I maintain it was the doctor. Okay, the doctor, fine. Thank that, you. That yeah. is that is a very sound theory. I know. Mm. That's why I said it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Devin solves a mystery. I told yeah. you I was going to solve it. All right. So that concludes our mystery. If you have any thoughts on this you want to share with us, please send us an email at thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Like us. Like us a lot. Like us all the time. And you friend us, too. We need friends so bad. <laughs> we just like having friends. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, you can find us on iTunes. If you do find us on iTunes, uh, subscribe, please, and leave us a leave us a rating and maybe a review because we really like that stuff. Positive reviews are best, obviously. But <laughs> uh, well, we'll take any. We'll take anything, yeah. Uh, and let's see what else. If you don't have time for all that boring old iTunes stuff, then you can. Just stream us from Stitcher. And let's see our website. Uh, our website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. So you can also get our episodes there. Mm-hmm. And last of all, I would like to thank our listener, Jacob, who suggested this particular little mystery. Uh, there's a lot of mysteries out there, and even listener suggested ones, suggested ones I've usually heard of before. But this particular one I had actually not heard of. Have you, had you guys heard of the no. this, this particular one? I think that I may have come across it once, but I just breezed by it. Because I, I think what I came across was kind of a Mary Celeste-style mm. version of it. And so I just yeah. never gave it any thought. So I'm glad it was suggested because yeah. there was a lot more meat to this than I realized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we're rocking the listener suggestions these days. But I'm loving the listener so suggestions. So we better we better like get some more suggestions from you guys so that we can rebuild our database of suggestions. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. we are running out, and we don't want to have to go out and find our own mysteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to do that. We're lazy. We are yeah, lazy. I, I actually, you know, I, I, I go out and I just do stuff like lamest unsolved mysteries. <laughs> Uh, Steve is laughing, but I think you know, this is actually what he does. Yeah, really obviously. I know. Yeah, really obvious unsolved mysteries, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff. Solved uh, unsolved mysteries. I, you know, because I, I sort of... I Crack.com. Sort of, yeah, I originally was mining this little vein, which we call in Google, like, unsolved mysteries. And, well, that leads you to the, that, that leads you to the same websites every single time. Oh, yeah. You gotta, yeah, it's kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, again, Jacob, thanks. Appreciate the suggestion. I hope you liked our treatment of it. If we overlooked anything, then please contact us and let us know. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll have to do a redo. Well, maybe an update, something like that. Uh, anyway, so that is it. Until next week, adieu. Bye, everybody. Do, do, do.